and welcome into Mustache, the drinking podcast. Andrew and Quinn here. We've got a big episode. We're getting back into the swing of things. Just Quinn and I here. Gonna we're talking about rum today. Looking ahead to next week with a little bit of a preview. Uh, we're gonna hit IPAs. We're gonna have our buddy Ryan on. Big IPA guy, very big dad vibes. And it's gonna be a fun episode. But today, like I said, we're talking about rum, all things rum. This is a very popular liquor, and Quinn, I would dare to say this is one of the most popular liquors in the world for the younger crowd. I would say it's probably the most accessible one, um, just that it is naturally a little bit more sweeter, and it really goes well in fruity things, and it's all around delicious. I don't know many people who just straight up hate rum other than because they had a bad experience where they had too much of it. Or they hate a specific kind of rum. Right. Right. But I don't think I know anyone who just flat out hates all rum. No. No, that's just such such a rare, excuse me, such a rare occurrence, especially when you're talking about uh, the sweetness of rum. This was the first uh, kind of liquor that my mom brought up uh it's her liking and i that's why i always resonate with rum oh it's a sweeter remember that my mom likes it it's uh it's pretty good it's a different it's a flavor that is universal kind of across the board that's like an easy drinking kind of thing and um, it's got a lot of different variants but something we're going to start with today is what we're drinking like we do every week so quinn i'm going to defer to you to talk about what you're drinking uh, so this week I'm drinking uh, actually something I got as a gift f- uh, for my bachelor party, uh, which is a um, Mount Gay Black Barrel, uh, which is aged in charred oak casks. Uh, so it's a little bit smokier of a rum. <laughs> Big surprise. Um, I love Mount Gay. I think they thread the line you thread the needle perfectly of balance between sweet and spice and complex and smooth. And this, I think, falls right into line with that. Um, it is, I'd say, a little bit more towards like the sipping style of rum, uh, though it's delicious, still mixed. Uh, it makes a really good rum and coke or Cuba Libre. Uh, I actually really like it with root beer. Uh, rum and root beer is my preferred like pop mix for rum. That's a very popular drink that I just, it's not something you'd really think about right away. I think if you're not like a big root beer fan, but it's good. I didn't know rum and root beer was popular. I thought I was just weird. I'm glad to know that I'm not as strange as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I get to feel slightly normal. And that's, that's a good <laughs> Um, so right away, it's got a good nose on it. It smells sweet, smells of just the tiniest bit of smoke, but caramely and fruity. And then flavor. So it doesn't taste nearly as sweet as it smells. Um... I get a lot more of the charred oak barrel from it. 
I honestly wish that was a little bit less predominant. Um, just because I think it's such a smooth, like, base rum that they're working with that it gets a little overpowered by that charred oak barrel. And it's a little bit over-assertive. Uh, but you still get the, like, the fruity notes. It definitely has a carameliness that still comes through. Um, but the, like, the really fruitiness of it that you'll find in other Mount Gay rums doesn't doesn't really step out as much at least not as much as it probably would in like a, an xo um i haven't had mount gay's xo uh they're extra old but it looks delicious and based on my love of just the straight up mount gay it probably is delicious um and so i i'd say this is a good rum if you're gonna be sipping it uh if you are a smoky whiskey lover especially because it it does have a bit more of the charred oak barrel taste to it it's not like peaty kind of smoky it's not the like punch in the face with a forest fire kind of smoky it's it just has like that that charred woodiness to it um which does give it a really nice caramely color and does work well with the caramel flavor um i just wish that the fruit flavor was a little bit more predominant uh, like on their website, it says it has uh, hints of lychee and um, tamarind and other fruits like that. I can kind of get the lychee um, if you think of it, because lychee is kind of a really mellow fruit taste. Um, I think it's one of those that's hard to pin down as specifically its own, but it's refreshing and it's it's fruity and delicious. And that's kind of like the background fruit flavor it has going on with the caramel smokiness. So, Quinn, you're basically trying to make this rum scotch. You can't make every drink scotch, Quinn. I mean, you smoky does not need to be in everything. <laughs> I No, I agree. And that was one of actually the, the criticisms I had of it was that I think it it needs either more fruitiness to combat that smokiness or it needs less time in a charred oak barrel or a lighter char in those barrels. Um, I think the balance is just a little bit off and it would be better if it was just either a little bit stronger on the other notes so that they could actually fight that or a more subdued char. Subdued char. <clears throat> is that easy to make in a, in a, in a, in like when you've done it, can you control that maybe charred cork you put in um, easily? So easily is hard. That'll come down to one, how much you char those barrels. Like is every inch of the wood charred or is it just somewhat charred? Odds are it's probably shooting towards the pretty much every inch just because then you, you know where that the liquid is in contact with that char. Um, but I would say less time in that barrel would definitely be a way to temper that. Um, and I, I don't know necessarily the best way for them to do it. I, I don't think they can increase the fruitiness of it without adding like something sweetness or like yeah. fruit taste. Um, but I think a little bit less time in that charred barrel, 
um, which I know marketing wise doesn't make it sound as good. Uh, yeah. Like three years in a charred barrel sounds really good. Um, but I, I think like a year and a half would be enough. Uh, I don't know for sure actually how long they do put it in that barrel, but I'm guessing it's probably about three years after the primary aging. All right. All right. Well, um, I went with the tried and true easy cold drink and I'm just drinking a captain and Coke and it's boring. Um, it's one of the things I would get at a, like a regular bar if I was going out and I didn't know what to get. Um, that this is one of the drinks that I would get at Cowboy Jack's a lot, like a lot, a lot. Whenever I went out, I would usually panic and just go, uh, Captain Coke, because if I wanted a whiskey, I didn't want to pay up for it. Um, and Quinn, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you go to a bar like that and you say, I would like like a whiskey Coke, uh, usually the bartender's response is, are you sure? <laughs> They know which whiskey they're going to give you. <laughs> and you're like, why did you have to say that? Because they're like, our real whiskey is really bad, <laughs> basically. And you're like, God damn it. Well, I guess not then. I'm not going to eat, drink the whiskey Coke. I've had it before and it's not good, but it's not like gross, I guess. It's just real whiskey. <laughs> but <laughs> I always think that's really funny. That actually life. reminds me of a story my dad told me about uh, one time when he and my mom went down to the Caribbean for an anniversary and uh, they were on a boat and they were having rum and Cokes and they saw the, the boat captain mixing the drinks and it was quite literally three quarters of a glass of rum and a little bit of Coke. And they asked, they're like, oh, we have no issue with this. We're just, aren't you losing money? And he was like, oh, no. No, the rum is cheaper than the Coke here. And I feel <laughs> like that is the story with Cowboy Jack's whiskey. Is that, honestly, they just want to give you more of that whiskey because it's less expensive than the Coke syrup. <laughs> <laughs> and they know that it's not going to be good if it's 50-50 with whiskey. Whereas if it's a 50-50 Captain Coke, you're like, yeah, this is all right. It, you know... It's okay. Like I said, it's not it's not going to be a great drink ever. It's just going to be your staple kind of thing if you want something that's sweeter, easy to drink. You can have 15 of them and it's all going to be Anyone will know how to make it too. Anyone will know how to make a Captain Coke, right? And you know, the the mar mix and margins are pretty easy. You're not the too worried. Is the name. Yeah. If you put too much Captain in, you're fine. If you put too too little captain in, you take a couple sips and put more captain in. It's just it's just easy, and you buy in, but just buy the regular Captain Coke. You get that spiced flavor through that spiced Captain flavor. It kills all of the burn, and you taste a little bit of that caramelness of that Coke that mixes with the the spiced rum flavor, which will work with any spiced rum. But if you're making a you're making a rum a spiced rum and Coke. You're probably gonna want to want to stay with like a captain or a cheaper one because it's gonna be cheaper. Um, if you're making it at home, at least uh, one of the spice drums that our friends drank when we were in college is Sailor Jerry's. I know that's a cheaper bottle of spice drum. Oh, Sailor Jerry's, that and Black Seal and Kraken. Those I are probably Black three. Seal. 
Black Seal. I've heard of that before. Oh, uh, it's really easy to pick out. It has a black seal on the logo, like sea <laughs> okay. lion seal. Okay. Um, and that that is the the rum that one of my friends and I would get uh, along with our fighting cock whiskey. <laughs> They're almost identical bottles. I swear to God. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say Kraken is my other one too because oh, Kraken. You, that oh. that is my favorite dark rum. That isn't oh. necessarily that good. It's not bad by any means, but it's just it's so much fun. It's and it a, tastes good enough. Yeah, and it, it the bottle's cool. The bottle's so freaking cool. Oh, the bottle's awesome. I used the bottle as a water bottle uh, in college. I didn't take it out. It would be like my water <laughs> bottle around the house. Um, sure. Because it was really easy to hold on to. It had a good <laughs> screw on cap. Quinn pulls out in class, bottle of cap or bottle of Kraken filled with water. <laughs> your professors yeah, no, that, think that, you're that an alcoholic. God, I couldn't even imagine a philosophy professor seeing that. They would have, I, I don't know what they would have done. The, oh my god I mean, depending on which professor uh one of them would ask to try it <laughs> the another water? one would just make fun of me for a bit um <laughs> and then another one would just kind of turn look at and go huh and turn back and then go to his desk and pull out his bottle of kraken but this time it's full of kraken <laughs> it actually is black rum <laughs> Oh God! So yeah, just a just a boring rum and coke today. But with that, we'll move right into our rum episode, and here we go. We're gonna talk about sipping rums. Quinn, this is a very uh, just an interesting topic because I would never really buy a sipping rum like something to just drink on like you are today. I, I don't disagree. It It's not that I have an aversion to rum or anything. I, I love rum. It's, like I said, like, the tried and true, you know you're going to be happy with it. Pretty much across the board. Um, and I, I never really got into, like, sipping rums or just sipping a rum. But then, recently I've started trying it, and, you know, it... It's like sipping a glass of whiskey, but more relaxed in that, not to say like drinking whiskey is work because it is definitely not, um, but the, the whiskey fights back more than the rum will, is how I would phrase it. And a good sipping whiskey, like a good sipping rum, I mean, it's just, it's delicious. Uh, it's fruity. It it can be a little bit smoky, like the one I'm having today. Um, it's definitely caramely, and it has that like nice kind of natural sweetness to it, but isn't overly sweet. And really, just those balance of flavors are so delicious. Okay. 
and you look around and and you're right it's a it's not going to fight you as much as the whiskey the burn is not going to be there the the smokiness of like a scotch is not necessarily going to be there it's going to be a different kind of drink it's going to be a sweeter drink at its core and that's why i think it's such a popular such a popular drink overall to mix in is the same reasons why it's popular as a sipping sipping right Oh, I, I completely agree. And bartenders are trying to push these out, it looks like, as a more popular option. And, uh, you know, you look around the U.S., and this is gaining popularity. Uh, in some of our notes, it has straight out of Portland, Oregon, which is something that I 100% expect. Uh, uh, ordering a rum neat sounds like a very hipster thing to do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're you're not wrong with that. Certainly and more hipster than a whiskey neat. Exactly. A whiskey neat isn't it doesn't sound as hipster as as a rum neat. And maybe a vodka neat would be maybe the the highest of that, which gin sounds neat. awful. A gin neat, excuse me, that would be gin and rum neat would be probably the two. <laughs> and rum isn't sipping gins are delicious. But that's for another time. God, you're a psychopath. And you look at rum isn't hard to get anymore. And when we get to the different kinds of rums all over the world, you're having hundred, uh, hundreds of different countries. They're producing rum at, at some way or another. And you're able to try different things. And um, some of the articles that we use compare it to wine which i don't necessarily agree with because you're not gonna order <sighs> i really hope you're not ordering a light rum to sip there is something wrong in your brain and you are a psychopath if you're ordering a light rum to sip <laughs> oh like a white rum a white rum one of the barely aged rums yeah, it's oh, kind of like ordering a white dog to sip, oh. in my opinion. It's something that is clearly made to mix, and that's pretty much it. Like, don't get me wrong, they can still be really good. Uh, they just haven't had the time to, to work out the kinks yet. Exactly, and you're going you're gonna to be sipping on rubbing alcohol, essentially, is what, is what you're going to is what you're going to have. And that's just not something that I feel anyone should have to go through. And we talked about the sugar being added, but there's no sugar added. It's just they're based, they're made from sugar. Right. And like any alcohol, rum is fermented from sugars, but generally rum is made from sugar cane, the, the granddaddy of all sugar, um, except they're, there are some weird rums. I'm fairly certain there's a traditional Polish rum, which is made from uh, sugar beets, which I really want to try. I've heard that it it's a really dark rum, and it's supposed to be super rich and fruity. That sounds and insane. <laughs> I, I want to try it, because I like beets a lot, and beets have tons of sugar in them, and like beet sugar is also a lot less stressful on the environment than cane sugar generally. Uh, so it might be something we should look into using more of. 
And if we can popularize a rum made with beet sugar, oh. And uh, working on the trying the sipping rums, I mean, it. The articles we went through wanted you to try it in a cocktail. If you want to, it wants. If you want to try it in a cocktail, it offers up an old-fashioned made with aged rum. Yeah, and it was actually this one of the sounds cocktails I was going to talk about later um, was using rum in an old-fashioned. And I, I think that that is a really good idea. I think that this is something that I could try. Are you just using aged, like a gold rum? No spiced? Um, You can certainly use a spiced rum. It'll go perfectly well with those flavors. I would think of even using this one um, that I have today, the Black Barrel, because it does have a little bit more of that like smokiness, so it'll be a little bit closer to a whiskey in there. Um, but, you know, the the vermouth is going to play well with those spiced flavors, and I would use pretty much any gold or darker rum. I think would be good. Black rums, they might get a little hit or miss, in my opinion. Um, but I still think you can make it work pretty well. And uh, we'll wrap this section up with uh, five sipping rums for you to try. And I'm going to go through them and then we'll chat about them a bit here, Quinn. So uh, we have Clement uh, VSOP rum, spelled R-H-U-M. And then I have Appleton Estate 12-year rum, which is Jamaican. I have uh, Santa Teresa 1796 Venezuelan uh, rum, I believe. Don Papa rum from the Philippines. It says at the foot of an active volcano. That's pretty cool. And then we hit that last one, which you've talked about once already tonight, is Mount Gay Extra Old Rum. So... They vary in prices, 70, 65, 45, 40, and 46. Aging a rum 12 years is not something I expected to see. I don't think I've ever seen that at all on the shelf, let alone, or excuse me, in an article, let alone actually on a shelf at a liquor store. I've seen them on the shelf at liquor stores, but I've never really, I've never been dissatisfied enough with a younger rum to reach for the older rum or at least a rum that's that much older i'm sure it would be amazing i just haven't been able to justify the price um because as wrong as it may be i treat rum as kind of like that that middle price alcohol that you get you don't want to go too cheap though you can lean a little bit more towards the cheap end but you're not gonna spend a ton because the, the like middle range is perfect as it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think that varies. I think that differs from y- your preferred scotch because you can't go too cheap. Almost sometimes you almost have to lean on the high mids because you need that aging, right? Right. I think when it comes to like scotch, you do need to do that. 
um, and bourbons not quite as like severe a degree. Um, and then Irish whiskeys, I, I think are kind of like, again, that you can pick the middle priced one and be very happy with it. Um, where scotches you pick, I mean, there are some really good, not expensive scotches. Um, one of the best scotches I ever had, I think it cost me $25 for a liter. Um, I wish I could remember the, or find the brand again. I saved the bottle for a while, but after a year of not being able to find it, um, all I know is it won, uh, best like low cost scotch one year and it was worth it. That's pretty cheap for scotch for 25 bucks for a, for a liter on this list. Quinn, what is the one you want to try the most? And I'm going to handcuff you off of Mount Gay. You can't pick Mount Gay. That's well, too easy. Um, <laughs> it's too easy. Do you have it up or do you want me to read him again? The the Don Papa looks good because it's a I really like a black rum. That that was um the bottle's fascinating too. The bottle reminds me of a mixture of a Don Julio bottle and a um, Kraken bottle. I was going to say it looks just like Kraken without like the handles, even like the drawing of the label is Kraken-esque. Yep. Yeah, just that clear black and white, no real shades of gray being used. The Appleton Estate, uh, I'll try it. It doesn't look like it'd be bad by any means. It just, there's something about it that doesn't jump out at me. It, it looks very corporate. Whereas like the Santa Teresa and the Don Papa and the Mount Gay, the bottles themselves have a certain like character or uniqueness to them. Um, especially because like the history of Mount Gay is it used to be bottled in whatever bottles they could get. So there was no real standard bottle that was used in Mount Gay until I think it was the 80s. Because you would get it in anything from like a Jack Daniels bottle to a Smirnoff bottle to a Tangeray bottle. Which I think is a really unique history for that company. I think it's interesting that you veer... Even when we're talking about rums, your palate is Mount Gay when it's caramel, fig, and spice. And the rest of the list is fruit. Hints of dried tropical fruits and vanilla. Hints of toffee and some spice. Ooh, that sounds really good. That's St. Teresa, Santa Teresa. Notes of banana and mango. And then the top one, um, it didn't have notes. but. I think that's just kind of interesting that you're you obviously would have picked Mount Gay if I hadn't handcuffed you away from that. But that yep. one is figs, spice and but not fruits. And rum is known for their their sweet fruitiness, I think. Well, fig is a, a cer- is is a fruit. And sure, but it's not like banana or mango. <laughs> no, it I think that, you know, more speaks to it's a little bit sweeter. 
with mm-hmm. that fruitiness, whereas fig is not quite as sweet. I like when things are a little bit more tempered in sweetness, except for when you get to black rums, because it better be a little bit molassesy, because it's just so goddamn good. <laughs> but no, I, I really like a vanilla flavor in my rum. That's that's one of those things that I love, is a little bit of vanilla to my rum. I think this Don Papa would be worth it to go and get off the shelf and try. I think so too. I maybe the next time I I look for a black rum, probably after we move here coming up in a month or two, um, just because we're, we're finally starting to to break through that liquor cart. And God damn it, <laughs> we can't make it be anymore when we have to fucking move. You're not allowed to fill it back up until you're in the new house. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, this is this is an interesting list. Sipping rums is a, is an interesting topic that I'm glad um I'm glad you brought up. I really am because I would never think to order a sipping rum at any type of restaurant. You know, you, you try it as a shot maybe, but not as uh, not to sit poolside or or not to sit and sip, right? But that will move us along to our um Sorry, I cut you off. Were you were you gonna tangent there at all? Nope, I was just agreeing with you. Perfect. So uh, we'll move on to just kind of an overall rum guide. You know, rum reminds you of you know tiki. It reminds me of like tiki bars, poolside, sipping a drink in Mexico kind of thing. It, it, you know, tequila is a lot of that one, but it's like in a tropical setting. Rum is is one of the most one of the more popular liquor is you're going to drink and uh, quinn when i say rum what is the mixed what is the drink that you think of oh when you just say rum what drink do i think of i think of a dark and stormy really yeah that's probably what is a dark and stormy a dark and stormy is black rum floated atop ginger beer that sounds fantastic. So. Oh, it's so good. Um, one of my friends and I, back in the day, we actually brewed our own ginger beer to make Dark and Stormies. And it was pretty delicious, other than the fact that the ginger beer would give you the worst gut rot of your life. <laughs> um, so there were certain problems with it. Uh, <laughs> but the problem also was that it was so goddamn delicious that that you couldn't, like, you couldn't say no to it. And so as soon as you took a sip, you knew what you were getting into and you're like, fuck it. I know that what my life will be like tomorrow. <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's, it's interesting that you guys made your own ginger beer instead of getting it. It just adds another layer to it. And then even though even though you it gave you gut rot, you still wanted to make it. I'm sure that was part of the experience. Oh, for sure. Like this was after you know we both had a love for dark and stormies. Like we, one of us would always make sure that there was black rum. The other would make sure that there was ginger beer. Um, and so we both brewed beer. He did a lot more so than me at that point. Um, and so he decided, fuck it. 
I have yeast, I have carboys, and I have a lot of extra ginger sitting around. Let's make a ginger beer. So he made a ginger beer. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, a little bit more carbonated than I guess you'd expect. Um, it had some certain uniqueness to it. Uh, but, oh my god, it was... It was delicious. Like, when I think of rum, I think of either, like, one of two things. I think of the summer, or I think of social gatherings. Because, like, that's also why I think I don't really think of a sipping rum that much. Because I'll think down um, with, like, my wife or roommate watching a movie and having, like, a sipping whiskey. In a small setting like that, I don't think of sitting down and having rum. Because to me, rum is like, oh, party drink. There's people around. It's a celebration. That kind of a drink. And so I, I guess that might be, you know, kind of where that roadblock of, oh, I don't think of a sipping rum. Yeah. No, you, I, I 100% have to agree with that statement. And uh, rum is an interesting liqueur as you would say, and there uh, it, it would be a liquor, not a liquor in a liquor. Excuse me. It has too much alcohol content to be it's, a liquor. Uh, it's a little late. I've been up all day. <laughs> oh, no worries. <laughs> um, much like it, it, you know, it's there's no universal production regulations where when you're making rum, it's not like your whiskeys. It's different. It's more like a vodka. Uh, there's one common all the way around though. And that it is made from sugar-based products. Your sugar beets you're talking about from Poland. Did I say that right? Yeah, I'm fairly certain that it's Poland that makes it. Eh, Northern European country. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your, your, your base usually is going to be sugarcane or molasses. Those are the two of the most popular. Um, it's generally produced in sugarcane sugar cane countries. You think your Caribbean rum, your Jamaican rum, your Dominican rum, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Venezuela, those are all big rum countries. Right. And Country is generally close enough to the equator that they get enough sunlight that they can actually produce, you know, these fruits and crops that do have such a high concentration of uh, glucose. Whereas like where we are, there's not enough sunlight to make that much energy in the food. Um, yes except for sugar beets because that gets most of its energy from the ground. Um. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, you know, the colors of rums, they're going to be all over the place. They have clear, you have a light Amber, you have a dark Amber, you have a black and that's, it might not be black, but it's going to be pretty close. Right. Like crack and dark rums or black rums. Yeah. Um, so there's two main types of rum. That'll be your, Light rums and your dark rums. Uh, light rums, you're looking at, um, you know, white or silver rums, really no clear, no color, um, pretty light flavor. They're filtered a few times, um, and they're, if aged, not very long at all. And they're generally used in like a mojito, a, a drink that is clear. Um, and then in your dark rums, you have three main types. You have your gold rum your black rum, and your spiced rum. Gold rums and spiced rums, I think, are pretty close to each other. They're both kind of that amber rum color. Um, a gold rum is aged in wood casks. 
and they are a little bit sweeter, rich in flavor. A spiced rum is aged for about the same amount of time as a, a black rum, um, but also includes spices and other things that'll give it like a caramely color, sometimes just coloring agents. Um, and they're a little bit more complex. They have a sweet and spicy taste to them. So it's multiple flavors that you're tasting at once. And then you move into your, your black rums or your dark, like your true dark rum. Uh, these are the ones that if you can see through the bottle, you know someone watered it down. Um, and these are the ones that are aged the longest. Um, they're in wooden casks, and they often have like a smoky sweet flavor to them. Um, Gosling's Black Seal Rum is a really good example of it, or um, the Kraken that we talked about, which has gotten really popular over probably the last decade. Um, and these are often used in like tiki drinks, so drinks that are going with strong fruit flavors where you're going to need that strong rum flavor to really go along with it and to have the body and everything that you want in that drink. Yeah. Yep. Light and dark rums are the two are the two most popular or the two rums that you're, you're, you can find. Um, rums can be distilled anywhere in the world. You talked about the Northern European rum. But like we've been touching on, it's typically associated with your tropical places. We have a minimum ABV of 40%. Uh, many, many of them are aged, but like Quinn just said, not all. Not all. Your most popular one you're going to find on the shelf is going to be your Bacardi. And all of these other commercial ones, I do not know. Mount Gay is the other one you brought up. It says Bruegel Ron Zab... Zab- Zacape, Zacapa, Appleton, which we saw, Foursquare, uh, Barbon Court. I don't know any of those other than Mount Gay and Bacardi. But Bacardi's the big one. And if you're going for a light rum, Bacardi's probably your option. It's probably your biggest, easiest choice to find. Um, my recommendation of something that is fantastic in a light, sweeter type rum is is Bacardi Dragonberry. Quinn, this is a fantastic liquor to mix in drinks. You've had Bacardi uh, Dragonberry, right? Uh, maybe. If I did, you probably made me something with it. That's. Um, it, it, I can say I have never in my life purchased it or really okay. thought to purchase it. Okay. It is it is a it is a good flavor. I bought it um in January, I think. I bought a bottle uh for a friend of mine uh who was looking for a, a rum, a sweeter rum to buy, and I was at the I was at the store thinking, oh, what should I get? Well, I mean, what should I recommend to him? And uh, um I was in the rums and I was like I looked at it and I was like, oh my god, blast from the past. I haven't had this since I was like 21 i drank it a lot when i just turned and i was like oh good okay i think i'm gonna get this one and they loved it they thought it was fantastic they were like, oh this is a great choice for a liquor 
a great choice for a liquor and great choice for a um sweeter rum it's 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 good another another connection with this is when i went to florida last year 2019 summer of 2019 we two years ago two years ago god damn it quinn don't do that to me we um we uh we're at a it's conference. 2020 again. We we're all know it. Shut the fuck up, Quinn. Do not say 2021 <laughs> in front of me. You, you hear me? I, I didn't say 2021 <laughs> in front of you. I said it's 2020 again. <laughs> Still. Good answer. And uh, um, we were at a conference and we were like, well, we're going to be here all week. Let's all get a bottle so we can make drinks. And uh, there was three of us. One of us got, I got a bottle of spiced rum from uh, Sam's Club. Fantastic spice drum. It's 35% ABV or 30% alcohol. And it's just it's just a good spice drum. Very easy to mix into literally whatever you want. And uh, um one of the other people got a bottle of uh tequila from Sam's Club to make uh margaritas and stuff, which which was a great choice as well. And then our third person went rogue and bought a 175 of Bacardi straight just white Bacardi just clear Bacardi and it's like oh god that no was the person that wanted to get fucked up that person regretted that choice immensely later in the week as as he was trying to finish them trying to finish his bottle with making like make making mixed drinks heavy too but there's the taste is rubbing alcohol coming through so it's not like it's a spice coming through it's it's just rubbing it's alcohol not good. taking over the mix it's just not a it's not good and what ended up happening oh god this is hilarious what ended up happening is i think we all gave away our bottles at the end of the week because we couldn't finish them obviously that's a lot of liquor three one seven fives to split between three people for even <laughs> seven days is a lot especially because so, you went down there for a conference you said well, only for the first three days, and then the rest of the week okay. was just vacation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first three days was just the the conference, and then the rest was a vacation. And um, <laughs> he was. It wasn't even the end of the week, Quinn. <laughs> and he was drinking it, and he's like, "I can't do this anymore. I I feel like death. I need to. I I can't have this bottle in the room anymore." And we were going up on the elevator and he literally just looked at the person who was going up and he goes, do you want this bottle of Bacardi? And they're like, what? And he goes, I can't drink it anymore. And we're leaving in two days. Please take this bottle of Bacardi. <laughs> and the guy's you like, know the first oh, thing that went through your head was, is this poisoned? Is this poisoned? Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I'd be like, um, no, no I'm good. Thanks though. And then he took it and he left and, uh, and, my buddy was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. I don't have to drink that anymore. And I was like, yeah, you shouldn't have bought it. What we should have done is just bought two 175s because that is a lot of liquor as it is for a group of people. <laughs> right. Or you eat, just buy a single liter of something. No, we're at Sam's Club. And even then it's a lot. We're at Sam's Club. You got to buy the big one. We just didn't think about going home. You know what I mean? Like you don't like we didn't think about oh we have to bring this home, and we, we live to, here now. Yeah, you can, we don't have to go through security. Everything's fine. 
I mean, if you finished that bottle of uh, Bacardi, you might have had to stay there. I mean, yeah, in the hospital for a couple weeks, exactly. Yeah, or in a news story. It's, it's <laughs> Minnesota, Florida, man. Or Minnesota, Florida, man. <laughs> oh, Florida, God. <laughs> so, yeah, Quinn hit on the dark rum, the gold rum. We got dark uh, white rum. Uh, we'll just hit on Demera rum. It's made in uh, Brazil. It's made from cane grown in uh, Ghana. It is long aging, dark, and rich profile, similar to Jamaican rum. And then the rum argicole, it's R H U M if you wanted to look it up. That's oh, sugar okay. cane instead of molasses. So that um, Demerar rum would be made from Demerar sugar. Probably. probably um, which is a really like good like bartending sugar. It has a lot of it's more than just sweet. It has character to it. Um and like actual flavor to it other than like you're just sweet yeah and the uh, rum are uh agricole uh, like i said it's made with uh molasses or sugarcane instead of molasses um it can be any any kind of color it incorporates a vegetal note so kind of a veggie type note in it that's very interesting and then oh, um, like what a root veggie kind of I guess like. I don't know it doesn't doesn't have anything else on it just says incorporates vegetal notes into the complex rum backdrop hmm. and then our last one is overproof rum which is higher than 50 to 60 percent um which is it's not good to drunk rum it's 151 yeah oh god why did you bring up 151 Jesus gross oh I'm in pain. That's like, what else is really high? Cap uh, Kraken has a really high proof rum too, don't they? Yes, yes, they do. God, fantastic. fantastic. Uh, then there's there's Fighting Cock. But, I mean, that's whiskey. But, uh, <laughs> that's it's whiskey. What are you talking about? What did you say? Uh, I think that's 152 for Fighting Cock. That's whiskey. Yeah. I'm just talking super ridiculous, overpowered shit that isn't ever clear. <laughs> yeah, 151 is a is a mistake. That's a mistake. You you got to make it once though. So if you never had 151, go out there and find a bottle. It's gonna be hard. <laughs> it is great if you're making like a group punch thing or a, a watermelon keg. It's yeah. good for those applications. Uh, I I don't think it's great for a rum and coke unless you're simply buying it so that you can use less rum and save money that way that's true uh, but what about the places i don't the think coke anyone costs? does that what about the places where the coke costs more than the rum <laughs> just buy rum just buy, the rum. God, buy the best rum you can <laughs> oh boy quinn i don't know if i have anything else to say about rum before we take our uh, little quiz here do you uh, just a couple of quick like rum cocktails that I think people should should try. Oh, if they have shit. The Hold on, Quinn. Hold on, Quinn. The first cocktail that comes to mind when I think about rum, because I forgot to bring mine up, is a pina colada. Continue. So, yeah, the, the pina colada is a really good. Um, good rum drink, in my opinion. I didn't include any blended ones oh. on this list. Uh, these are all cocktails. 
Um, and my thought was these are things people can make at home. Whereas like the pina colada, sure, you can do that at home. Buy some pina colada mix. And at that point, just buy your pre-made pina colada. Where it already has the rum in it and all you do is throw it in the freezer. We actually have some in the freezer right now. Yeah, uh, but you don't sometime. get as much. You can add more to it. Of the mix? Uh, you can buy a couple of them. Like, sure, you can you know, definitely buy your own mix. It's pretty straightforward. And um, so I wanted to kind of focus on some cocktails. People can make it home. Um, and so the first one is the cable car. This is spiced rum, orange curacao. Um, so not a blue curacao, but, but an orange one. Uh, they're both going to be orange flavored. Just this isn't going to turn your drink blue. Um, so, uh, lemon sour mix, you can either buy it or make it yourself and then garnish it with an orange peel. Uh, and if you want garnish the glass with some sugar, it's a really good drink. Um, I've had the cable car a couple of times and they're, they're just, it's a really orangey, it pretty floral on the orange side. So it's less the the acidic orange notes and more the floral notes, uh, which are personally my favorite. And then you have your, your classic mojito. So this is made with a white rum, uh, muddled mint leaves, club soda, and lime. Uh, and two tablespoons of sugar. Garnish it with mint. I think they're delicious. It's a little bit fizzy, really minty. It's perfect if I think you make it so you can just barely taste the rum. Since it is using a light rum, I personally don't want it to be that strong um, when it comes to tasting the rum. So I go for a white rum that has a little bit you know, less flavor, I guess. Um, the vodka of rums, you could say. Bacardi. <laughs> um, yeah, but still one that'll contribute a little bit of sweetness to it and a little bit of that rum taste. Because unlike vodka, even a white rum has a flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, vodka. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so mean to vodka. I, I've I've started to to grow to like it more because it's a great vehicle for other things. Um, That's about all it's worth, though. I I yeah I agree. Uh, and then the final one I have is the dark and stormy. So this is ginger beer. Lime juice, black rum, garnish with a lime wedge. And so what you do is add your rum and your lime juice to the glass with some ice, and then top it with ginger beer. And you want to try and float that because that's where the dark and the stormy come from. It kind of looks like a storm is coming in. And uh, yeah, it's... It, gingery and rummy oh it's so good it just tastes like some people might think like it tastes tropical as in it's really fruity i think it tastes tropical as in it it has those spices it has those like complex flavors that might be a little bit more represented in the food of those areas and um certainly plays off the citrus and the 
the like nasal spice of the ginger and the like the cinnamon and the clove and the spiced rum or actually in the black rum in this case they're just oh they're so good uh so of those what is one that you would want i gotta try that dark and stormy because do it one of my roommates really likes that too and so good it's the roommate he'll be on last next week. Actually, Ryan, he he he's he made he would make that all the time when we have like uh, when we have all when we have ginger beer and rum. Big fan of it. Big Are you fan. a big fan of mules? Yes, I really I did. You know, a lot like a mule because it it's the exact same ingredients as a mule, except you rum. use yeah. rum and you layer the drink, which is mostly done just for show. In reality, because you probably, yeah, you, um, so I've had it, drank it both ways where you start to sip from the top where it's just a ginger beer and then it'll start to slowly mix in glass as you sip it down. So the start of the drink is going to be the least alcoholic and then the end of the drink is going to be the most alcoholic or you can just go ahead right away and mix it to begin with. I like doing it layered and drinking it like that just because your drink changes flavor so much as you drink it, as it starts to mix in different ratios and it's pretty good that way. No, it, in not, no, but I, I agree. Yeah. It, it drinking, it's really hard for me to drink a layered drink as is. I just want to mix it up. And I think that there, I think it, it definitely has a different flavor. We've talked about the New York sour before and, I've tried to drink it the way that like you said, where you leave that floating white, like red wine on top and it, you get that layers of flavor. And then I just want to mix it together. Cause like, I feel like I'm getting too much wine at the beginning and it's a different drink at the end, but that's the point, right? Like that's the point you want. It's to change the drink as you go through. Right. That that's why I think of it as separate from mules, which are like already mixed. Whereas this one comes layered and kind of evolves as you drink it. Yeah, exactly. And that was everything, I think, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think you have a quiz for us today. I do. I have a quiz. I didn't vet this one either, so it'll be my fault if we run into some ad type thing. But we're doing what kind of rum are you? There was another one that was what kind of rum drink are you? But we're going to do this one. So... Quinn, do you have it open? Yes, I do. I do. Fantastic. So the first question is you're out for brunch with some friends and someone passes you a menu. Brunch. We're talking about brunch here. What do you choose? And the options are a full English breakfast every time. Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs with chorizo. Smashed avocado on toast. Bacon sandwich. And then the last answer is my favorite. I don't believe in brunch. (laughs) As in, you don't like brunch or brunch doesn't exist. Like, you, you <laughs> firmly believe brunch is not a thing, doesn't exist, and everyone who goes out for it is lying. <laughs> Do not believe in brunch. <laughs> brunch is like the tooth fairy. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love it. That's fantastic. So, do you know what a full English breakfast is? I don't. I, I've been to England. I've had it. I just don't remember. It's like, it's scrambled eggs sausage uh yeah so it'll be 
pretty much your weight. Generally, it's a fried egg. So fried egg, sausage, toast, generally a uh, breakfast bean, uh, tomato. Uh, tomato, I believe, is more popular in Ireland than it is in England. Uh, blood pudding, which I know is very popular in Scotland with it, and personally is the preferred way. Oh, blood pudding on toast. So goddamn good. Or black pudding. Do you like blood sausage good. too? I do like blood sausage. Disgusting. God. That's good blood sausage? Ugh. I've had blood sausage multiple times in England. And I think I had it here too. Didn't like it. Anytime I've, anytime I've tried it, it's gross. I don't trust blood anything in the U.S. Uh, simply for the fact that it's illegal to sell blood as a product. Hmm. So where they get their, like, that black pudding can't really be made here. <laughs> At least not out of what it's supposed to be made from. And right. if you're making blood pudding from not blood, what are you making it from? It's a good question. Uh, but so with, with that con- caveat said, I'm going to take the full English, even though there are so many parts of the full English I don't like. What don't you like of what you just mentioned? I don't like the beans, and I don't like the tomato. Tomato is not something that's... And sausage I love, but I simply cannot eat breakfast sausages. What? Why? Uh, Just the worst gas. I Uh, I can't eat them. I don't know why. Something about them. Uh, breakfast sausage and chorizo. They just fuck me up. Every other kind of sausage, I'm fine with. Um, I think this is a UK uh, website just based on the fact that it says spirits and liquors and spirits is a like a European, like a UK way of saying liquor. Um, But you're going with the full English, and I'm not like a. If I'm going out for breakfast, I like sandwiches. I want to be able. I want to be able to pick it up and eat it. I'm not a bacon sandwich fan. I'd rather have sausage on my sandwich, but I'm getting as close as I can with bacon sandwich. But but the I don't believe in brunch. Far superior. It's you're wrong. Wrong, flat out. That is just a false statement. Pork belly is better. Pork. That's bacon, right? Is that what you're just saying in a weird way? Pork belly is what bacon is made from. Yes. Okay. I understand. Sausage is 100%. A sausage patty on a sandwich with cheese. Oh, I'm drooling right now. I might have to get up in the morning and get breakfast just because we're talking about this. <laughs> bacon sandwich. But I do want to pick I don't believe in brunch just because it exists. <laughs> um, so you're going, I don't believe in brunch? No, I'm picking bacon sandwich. Okay. Um, question number two is, what is your ideal holiday? I really hate that they... Oh, holiday. Like, what is your ideal vacation? Excuse me. That's yep. right. On a UK quiz. Uh, somewhere sunny on a beach. Hiking in the mountains. Partying somewhere hot. A short city break. Taking in the museums. Staycation in Devon. Or something else. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with hiking slash camping. Hiking in the mountains. Yep. Ideal holiday. Um. I really like cities. I like walking through cities. Museums 
are really fun. I really enjoy museums. That was a close number two for me. Yeah, I really like museums. Hiking would be fun. Going to the cabin would be fun, which is not a thing in the UK and Europe, really. Um, So I think that would be like the closest second for me. So we probably have the same two. But staycation is not something that I enjoy. Sitting in my house doing nothing all day. uh, I used to love them. I hate that. (laughs) I used to love them. Oh, I hate that so much. Uh, But I mean, we've been on a staycation for Mm -hmm. about a year now. Um, (laughs) Some of us have. I mean, hopefully you're doing your part to try and end the pandemic sooner rather than later. And and you are, you know, actually doing your part. And and as much as it sucks, doing a staycation. Moving on to question three, what is your ideal working environment? This is going to be interesting. Um, Number one is from home on my own. Two, give me bright open spaces, a no shoes policy, and a dedicated napping room. Number three, I operate most efficiently within the structure of a conventional office environment. Number four, conventional office, but give me that sweet, sweet flexi time. Number five, doesn't matter particularly as long as there's plenty to do and people to chat to. And number six is from the beach, obviously. Why do why do it any other way? Who the fuck works from the beach? <laughs> uh, if I had enough money, I would. Work from the I beach? So I can't. Actually, no, I wouldn't want to work from the beach. That would be way too hot. It, the sun glare on my computer would be awful. It There's logistical problems with the beach. Exactly. Exactly. Quinn is what is your ideal working environment? Um, why can't there be a mixture of like from home place with not really a standard office environment, but asks people to keep their shoes on? How dare you force me to wear shoes? I'm sorry, but it's for everyone's good. I disagree. We may be fine without shoes, but there's that one guy, and you know who we're talking about, when as soon as they take their shoes off, everyone else should be willing to put their shoes back on. Yeah, that's been me before. <laughs> that has also been me before, especially <laughs> back when I was a chef, because chef oh. shoes are the worst smelling thing on earth. Mm-hmm. My work shoes get super gross, too, and I'm not even in the kitchen. Ugh. So I... Why isn't on the road an option? Because that's ideal for me. Working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere where I get to go different places. And uh, even though it's the polar opposite, I'm, I'm taking from home. <laughs> um, I am going to do the sweet, sweet flexi time conventional office just because of that flexi time parameter. Because I, I, a nine to five is not something that I'm ever going to be good at. I need to be able to wake up at 10 and get to work at like 11 and work throughout my day on and off and put in my 40 hours as I see fit, not, you know, be have keys so I can get in at 10 at night. If I need to work, 
Like if I were hosting my own radio show, which is was something that could be on the dream docket, it would be 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Like that's like and it would be in an office, but it would definitely be whenever the fuck I want to be there. <laughs> It'd be an office with no one else there at the time. Exactly. Coming in at 5 p.m. right as the last person has left. Perfection. <laughs> Show up to the last meeting where everybody's like, peace, I'm going home. And you're like, I just woke up. What's up? <laughs> I'm just getting here. How was today? My day is going to be fantastic because you bitches aren't going to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to do the flexi time. Um, What question are we on? Four. How would your friends describe you? Number one, cerebral, versatile mastermind. Number two, friendly and laid back. Three, the life and soul of the party. Four, agony aunt and mediator. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going uh, to assume someone who has to deal with people when they're having a bad time or mm. the, the one who's always dealing with the problem of someone else's. Okay. Um, The funny one or wildly successful. Well, I know what they wouldn't say, and that's wildly successful. <laughs> Gwen? Right. I see a number of these, and I know I'm not them, and that my friends definitely don't describe me as it. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not wildly successful. I know I'm not the funny one. I know I'm not the life of the party. I'm laid back. Not that I'm not friendly. You're not. Uh, I'm just... <laughs> I don't like stupid. Yeah, you have a very low uh, threshold for dumbass people. Yeah, I mean, depending on the topic, there's certain topics where you can be as dumb as you want, and I really don't care. But if if you're being dumb as fuck about something that'll fuck your life or someone else's up, oh, oh, mm-hmm. don't be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that honestly leaves me then with... The agony aunt and mediator or cerebral and a veritable mastermind, uh, which not accurate. I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to take the conceited asshole one of cerebral, I guess. (laughs) Welp. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. Um, these are interesting. I'm definitely not laid back and I don't know that I'm friendly either, especially when you first meet me. I'm very bad at first impressions. I'm not very cerebral. Um, definitely not the life of the party. I do think my friends think I'm funny. Um, I don't think I'm wildly successful. So I, I think that leaves me with agony and media mediator and the funny one. And I think it's more, conceded to say to pick the funny one so i'm gonna say that i'm a mediator only i would because... say you're more funny than you do mediate issues you think so yeah oh, i really don't want to pick the fine i'll pick the funny one fuck i feel really i feel really shitty picking the funny one because yeah i feel the same way with cerebral so <laughs> all right good that was a whole bunch of ah we picked the one that makes us feel like an asshole awesome <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, 
the last question what i love this this is perfect uh what is your favorite tv series and why is it game of thrones before i say anything quinn you've watched game of thrones right i've watched parts of game of thrones uh, <sighs> i actually so i saw the first season uh while i was nursing a really bad fever i was okay. home alone and i had 106 degree fever for two days i probably should have been in the hospital but i wasn't and my boss was an asshole, and I had to bike two miles to get to work. And he then told me that as I walked in the door, or like was not quite walking in the door, I was maybe a block away. He calls me after I had been talking to him all day, being like, dude, I am on death's fucking door right now. I can't manage this fucking movie theater. It is still the easiest goddamn job in the world. I will pay you to work my shift. So I bike to work because he went silent on me for four hours after being like, it's not my fucking problem, which dude was a piece of work. And I'm glad he got fucking fired and caught for embezzling because he was a piece of piece of fucking trash. Um, and I, I don't, I don't talk that way about a whole lot of people, but no, you don't, but he was an awful human being and deserves to get bodied. Um, so I, I may or may not have collapsed in the grass from my bike ride and woken up. I, I, I collapsed in the grass and it was sunny. I got up and it was dark out. I then had questions about why no one assisted me because I knew where I was. There was foot traffic <laughs> and just people are like, Oh dude, passed outside of the road, slacks, tie, shirt, bike on top of him. That's fine. This is normal. So I, I finally get home and, uh, watching game of thrones first season and uh i don't know what i hallucinated and what actually happened <laughs> and i have a theory that the things i hallucinated were somehow more sane um i i also like i don't really have any real interest in watching the series now because like um every major event that happened i got spoiled for me by happen chance like, yeah uh, was working at the movie theater and was watching just a scene over my friend's shoulder red wedding um <laughs> i was oh, in my oh. apartment hanging out with one of my roommates watched a scene dragon getting killed next week watch a scene dragon coming back to life I'm like oh okay oh. it was like every season i would catch that thing and so now I'm just like, all right, I don't really care. Uh, yeah. So this, okay. is, this is a terrible question for me because it's not Game of Thrones. It's going to probably be Futurama over Game of Thrones any day of the week. Well, I'm very excited uh, to hear what the to hear this based off of uh, hallucinations. So number one. <laughs> Uh, I like the the breadth and depth of the characters. Number no, two, the storytellers don't make the best king. I like the plot. Uh, the plot is just so gosh darn intricate. What the hell will happen next? Number three, I'm just a huge fan of dragons. Number four, humor. That brawn guy cracks me up. Number five, Game of Thrones is terrible. How on earth have you justified this question to your superiors as part of a rum-based quiz? That one. Oh, fantastic. 
Number six, I don't own a television. What is a Daenerys Targaryen? <laughs> God damn, this quiz is fantastic. I'm glad you picked this one. Um, Quinn, which one are you picking? Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, Game of Thrones isn't wholly terrible. Um, the producers of it were awful and didn't understand how pacing and good writing works. And the actors had to deal with that bullshit. And some of the actors were exposed in other movies as actually not being good actors either, um, as they tanked movies that they were in. Um, so there are good aspects of Game of Thrones, but how the fuck did they justify this as part of a rum-based quiz? <laughs> um, God. The thing that kept me, I think, was the setting and the fact that you really didn't know what the fuck was going to happen next week. You just <laughs> it just kept coming and it never stopped coming like in the the killing of characters that. That were seemingly. Uh, oh, plot armored up the R.R. Martin for just creating a world that like your favorite characters aren't safe. Where the happiest yeah. episode is the first episode where they cripple a child. <laughs> Everything is downhill from there. You mean uphill? Downhill. It gets quicker. Oh, downhill. That makes sense. Yeah. Everything gets worse. Everything gets quicker and crazier. I would not say and then worse. travel time doesn't exist later on. <laughs> There's Stop an entire season that. about crossing a bridge and then there are different parts of the fucking country or, or continent in like a week. I don't blame George R.R. R. Martin for that. I blame D&D. They done fucked up. Uh, and I guess why I won't watch it is because I know what happens in the big moments. So it's All right, Quinn, the what one thing you, that ties me in. What did you, uh, what kind of rum did you get? I got, uh, well, it seems your favorite rum is a blended traditionalist. Traditional yet open-minded. You've got roots all over the place, like a well-traveled hippie. You might live in Devon and drink water there, but your heart is still in the Havana Four Roads Barbados. Okay. <laughs> Calling you a hippie is just really funny. I, I don't mean, know why. Kind of, sort of, not accurate, yet accurate. <laughs> um. Uh, all right. Uh, my rum is the single traditional pot. It says you're fiercely individual, independent, thoroughly old school, and probably the glue that grips your friendship together. You're also full bodied and fruity as hell. I don't know what that means. The product I of a single myself is full bodied, the full bodied. I don't know if you can hear that thickness right there. Fruity as hell. The product of a single distillery. You're distinctive and sure, sure of yourself. Well, that's false. Probably the best mates with a single single traditional column. Whatever the hell all of that means. 
I, I think it's referring to like a column still. Oh, and this is a pot still. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our kind of rums and Game of Thrones made a very prominent input into that, which I did not expect. Yep. And my takes on it, uh, deal with it. Uh, they're they're <laughs> finally accepted after that final season. People finally yeah, started you, agreeing with me. You were not in the in the majority until that final season. Nope. I like I gave it props for some certain things, but not blindly going. Oh, it's so fucking good. Maybe because I didn't watch it and. I can't really judge it because of that as well, but uh, I have issues. That you do, and with that that you do, and with that we will uh, close this episode. I am uh, falling asleep at the mic, and um, uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a day. Thank you, Quinn. That was all we had for rum here, unless you have any leaving notes that have nothing to do with Game of Thrones. Uh, tune in next week for the start of our mini beeries. Mini beer. God damn it. I didn't even didn't I didn't even know you were gonna do that either. <sighs> beeries. Damn it. Ryan's gonna wow you with his hipster daddish charm, and I'm very excited. And with that. As always, drink responsibly. If you are having a problem, like we've said in past episodes, reach out for help. Reach out to your friends. If you cannot reach out to your friends, get those numbers from our past episodes. I can give it to you in the future if anybody is interested beyond this. But again, drink responsibly. Never get behind the wheel if you've had alcohol. And enjoy in your own time at home from that beer cart that is full of tons of liquor that you need to delve into. Thank you for listening to Mustache Drinking Podcast. We will see you next week for IPAs. Have a good one.